from South Bend, Indiana. Who gets upset about the clarinet player on the Lawrence Welcome? <laughs> well, the answer to that would be Luell. It's the Sports Yak Podcast. Google him. There's your catchphrase. That might be what I yell out during basketball games. Google him? Google him. Kid gets red hot, starts hitting. Google him. The number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. That's not that cable. Me. That's the turning of the router on the oh, antenna. Oh, no, 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 no. Grandma didn't have an antenna like that. What doofus would name a podcast after a stupid Tibetan ox? Probably one of these morons. Corey Mann? Uh, maybe it was Chuck Freebie. Oh, no. Don't you dare have a leaf fall after. Sports Yak. But there's cheese already on it. Why in the world would you need to add cheese to mac and cheese? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a Studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the HorribleMoviePodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading this episode today on the show. Uh, one of our most repeated guests, uh, Jake Wilburn. Hello, I am here to also save Christmas. Uh, Jake has saved Christmas. He is the number one person to save Christmas behind Ernest. Because Ernest is here today. To save Christmas. And Ernest has been saving Christmas every year at my house since 1988. Isn't that amazing? We were talking in the pre-show about this being a movie from 1988. This is the 30th anniversary, folks, of Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, that's one one of the reasons I wanted to have it on the show. It's a shame that Ernest can't be here to celebrate it with us. Uh, Jim Varney is an American treasure. His voice uh, from Toy Story, he's uh, the stretch from Toy Story. Uh, hey, Woody, blah, blah, blah. I can't do a good earnest impression. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about when, uh, like, hey, when you introduced me or whatever, uh-huh. about trying to do, and I was like, no. no oh, my I'm gosh. You should have. No. You should have. <laughs> um, Jake is here with us. Jake, you have a podcast. The last time you were on, you you were talking about the, the upcoming podcast. It was it was in the it was a it was in the planning phase. Yeah, you are back today, and you have how many episodes under your belt? Mm, I think we're seven or eight. Okay, uh, your show is PB and J on politics. That's right, po- politics with Brian and Jake. And listen, people, don't listen. Politics, we know we talked about a no politics pledge on our show. Uh, Jake, if you were to listen to this show that Jake is on, he has a very balanced. Um, format. I really enjoy listening to it. Quickly, tell the folks about your show. 
Yeah, PB and J politics with Brian and Jake. Uh, my my friend Brian and I usually come from different opinions on on the issues, and so we thought that there was a, a big opening for some civil political discourse. What? Right? We wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, no. The only way to talk about politics is for us to scream at each other nonstop until until no one is left in the family. At Thanksgiving or Christmas. That's how we talk. That's how you got to talk about politics, right, Jake? You're right. You're right, Jack. But we decided. Uh, oh, what? We decided to not do that and to oh. try something a little different. Well, you know. Uh, so this is a show where opposites come together to make something that's digestible. Right? That's great. Peanut butter and jelly. So we t- we take issues uh, that people sometimes find contentious to talk about. We dive in. Brian kind of brings the stats. I bring the historical context. And we do it in a way that if you are not into politics, you are not going to be scared to jump into the show. And by the end of the show, we're not going to try to tell you how to think. We're just going to present yeah. some context and two opposing views and do it in a very civil way. It's a very balanced uh, show. Uh, mu- very much love it. It's 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 fun. Thanks, Jack. And it's great, great, great job on that show. Thank you. Um, okay, so today we are talking about Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, real quick, Ernest, our friend, uh, when was the first time you remember hearing about Ernest? What's your first memory of Ernest? Uh, it would be, it would have been this movie. This movie? Yeah, pretty early. Not Ernest Goes to Camp? No. Okay. No, Ernest Goes to, and honestly, I think I saw Ernest Goes to Camp maybe once or twice when I was a kid. Couldn't tell you a thing about it right now. Because when I think of Ernest, I think of this movie. Yes. I watched Ernest Scared Stupid once or twice when I was a kid. Scared me. Uh, the first couple times, never really went back to it. And as I got older, Ernest Saves Christmas was a part of my Christmas tradition. That's cool. It's probably, although I can acknowledge its flaws, which is why we're talking about it on the show, <laughs> it, you know, it became a staple Christmas movie in my life to where almost every Christmas I was watching it. Um, I think that it is, um, obviously, I remember being little and watching this movie. We rented, uh, we rented this Video and I often the show will talk about Bob's TV and appliances in Mountain View that we would rent movies from, but I feel like there was another place. Bob's TV and appliances had video, had movies you could rent. Absolutely, I mean, they, okay. had, they had a great okay amount of movies. So when you walk in, okay, so you know you walk in. I, I picture ding 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 the door. There's a little bell right, on the door. But I picture like an old blockbuster. It, oh, as most this was is this Mountain more, View. Was this, this more like a pawn shop with a rack no, of movies? No, no, no. This is very classy uh, appliance. Televisions are there. Okay. Uh, you walk in. There's a washer and there's a, a row of washer and dryers. You could come and buy these washers and dryers from Bob. They're new. It's like a Kenmore. And and was Bob there? Bob is there. Okay. Bob is there with you. And he is going to help you buy a washer and dryer. And then you, over to your right, we got TVs. (laughs) We've got VCRs. you, You know what? And the segue is with these VCRs, then you can walk around the corner of the washers, dryers, and refrigerators are there too. And you can rent movies mm. and he had a large selection of movies huh. rentals new movies old movies really new to you movies old to you but new to someone else movies was there a competing store yes it's like r&r video i think okay. if i remember right yeah and it was over by richard brothers where i used where i worked when i was growing okay. up and it, it had a good selection it had mm. a good selection but bob's was a totally different it was just like these two differing in a town of two thousand people right Two rental places, a totally different kind of setup. Huh. And I, I think there was actually one other place in town, but I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. 
Smart guy, Bob. Friends from Mountain yeah. View that listen. I can't remember. So I'm sure your your parents owned it or something, and I've offended <laughs> you, you, and now you're mad. But all I'm saying is that I remember renting this from Bob's, and um, and it was just a treasure. I'm a real treasure. I remember watching it thinking, Ernest is on. He is a comedian that is on. There's Red Fox. There's uh, there's Rodney Dangerfield. Okay? There is Steve Martin. And dang it, here's Ernest. And he is as funny as all those people I just listed. Yeah, he, he made me laugh uh, quite a bit as a kid. And as an adult... There's Richard Pryor. Coming, coming back to watch this movie, there are parts in the movie that made me laugh as an adult that didn't as a kid. Because especially with some of the stuff Ernest says, like his little weird quotes and stuff yeah. that he, and he talks so fast through a lot of it. He that does. It just, it just, it just flies yes. by. Well now watching it as an adult and kind of slowing it down a little bit in my mind, I'm like, what the, like there's one that he, and I say this now too, as the twig is bent, so goes the tree. <laughs> And it's like that line goes by so fast when yeah. he's saying it, but I was like, "What?" And, and I forgot about Vern, <laughs> oh, his big yes. sensual, oh, and in his. Yes. We were talking about this in the pre-show as well, uh, which if you're a patron on Patreon, you can also be part of the pre-show. But you, uh, we were talking about um, his fictitious TV show, or not I mean, his TV show, but he talked about Vern a lot on his TV show, a lot. And hey, we, Vern! Hey, Vern! Oh, mama! Hey, Vern! And we we never see Vern. No, Vern, no. Vern, I don't think has ever been a, it's not like Wilson from Home Improvement where it's like, okay, he exists and you just like, don't really get to see what his kitchen or his face looks no, like. It's a first person. This is a, yes. You're in, when he starts talking to Vern, you're in a first person perspective. Vern. It's like, it's like, it's like wearing an Oculus. It's like wearing virtual reality. <laughs> this is Vern. V- VR this is VR Ernest. My gosh. <laughs> He, he is was, next level. Wow! In the late '80s, he already had the VR thing. It's going. first person. <laughs> it's like Blair Witch Project. First person is Vern, and Ernest. And Ernest is a genius. Yeah. Oh, and anyway. here's the in this movie. Hey, my, my, my hey, favorite how's it going, scene. Santa? My favorite scene in this movie is the one where he goes to Vern's house. Yes, and rip starts ripping oh, out bars yes, from the wall. Yes. It's, that is so funny because that's when he just starts talking and yes. talking and talking and talking yes. while he's, and he's destroying his house. That was and, one of his bits. That was one of Jim Barney's oh, bits in all so of his funny. movies and in uh, his TV show. <laughs> that was a big deal, man. That, that was a big deal. I remember being like, that's like over the top. He's like, oh, yes. Ernest is the friend or the house guest that you just cannot get rid of. He is Cousin Eddie yes. from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The, by, the funniest moment in the movie, especially if you're not expecting it, is when he goes to Ernest's house. And Vern's house. Vern, yeah, Vern's house. And he opens the door. He's like, ho, ho, Vern. My, and gets the door slammed <laughs> in his face. Oh, oh and Vern's would, always joking. Right? <laughs> Vern's always playing the trick. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, man. Pretty good. So good. Pretty good. We'll tell you what is also as good. Uh, it is Ernest Saves Christmas, and it is time. It is time for some deets. The details of the movie, Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, the tagline for this is, he's back, and this time, dot, 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 Ernest Saves Christmas. A great tagline. Uh, directed by John R. Cherry III. Uh, he is uh, still with us, still working. He has done a ton of things. Uh, examples. 
he has done. Um, Ernest, here's the things he's done. Ernest in the army. Ernest goes to Africa. Slam dunk Ernest. Ernest rides again. Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest goes to camp. Hey, Vern, win $10,000. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's John Cherry III, folks, and that's what he's done in the movies. <laughs> Produced by Joseph Ackerman, starring Jim Barney, music by Mark Snow. Uh, it's a Buena Vista picture. Uh, release date, November 11th, 1988. A Christmas movie released November the 11th? So weird. I guess because they thought we're going to get this out early enough, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 95 minute running time, really short movie. Uh, $6 million budget and a box office of $28.2 million. That's pretty good. John Cherry, you're a genius. Hey, Vern, win $10,000. <laughs> really what it's called? That's literally what it's called, folks. I forgot to rent that one, I guess. I, no one ever saw it. It's just straight to video. Uh, okay, so uh, let's do this. When we come back from our break, we are going to do our 30-second synopsis. Uh, Jake's got in on tap. He's going to save Christmas with this 30-second synopsis. We'll have more fun, and we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies when we uh, come back. Hey, Vern. <laughs> Air breaks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you're right, Jake. Nickelback is the best band I've ever heard. Oh, wait, we're back. Welcome back uh, to the Horrible Movie Podcast. I'll tell you what. Um, we are here today with Jake Wilburn. Jake, what up? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, and we are talking about Ernest Saves Christmas, directed by John Cherry III. Uh, truly artwork. Now, there are a lot of people, Jake, and you are one of these that are included in this, that this is not as it's just not a great movie, right? No, it's not. But in your estimation, it's not a horrible movie. Correct. Um, I find it one. It, it, this this checks off some boxes for me. It's pretty silly. It's it's kind of just a crazy concept. Ernest is is almost like a Pee Wee Herman type scenario, right? Purple. But um, it also checks off the box. It's the thirtieth anniversary this year. I kind of wanted to highlight Jim <coughs> Barney. And so I like that we're doing this, and it's Christmas. I love a good Christmas movie. Um, let's before we get into the movie, let's talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Let's just talk about five a piece. We'll rattle them off quick, and not in, in no particular order. What's your one of your fa five favorite Christmas movies? Hmm. Um, I like the Polar Express. Okay, great. Yeah, the newer one. That's a good one. There's a uh, there's a new movie that came out on Netflix this year. <clears throat> I don't know what the the name of it is. Santa Chronicles. Um, yes. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. And you bring that up. But the thing with Santa Chronicles, it's very similar to Ernest. You think about what happens in this in that movie. It, yeah. Uh, Santa Ish. goes to jail. Right. Someone else has to fly the sleigh. True. Come yeah, on. no, that's true. You're right. Come, it's but a, it is it is a good maybe Christmas that's movie. why I liked it. It is a great. That's true because I like. Ernest it's got a format Christmas. that you like. Yeah. Um. It's a good, it's a good movie though. You're right. It's the Santa Chronicles. Yeah. With Kurt Russell. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's and he, I think he does a decent Santa. Yeah. I think he did a good. What job. are some others? Uh, well, I at the at the risk of saying what everyone else would say, Elf. Elf is great. Yeah, I think Elf is a is a pretty good movie. Um, I I've never seen Die Hard. I, is it a Christmas movie? Well, 
I, I hear that it is. And so here's the reason why I put it on my list. Yeah. Because uh, I, I just want to say that I'm going to see it this Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, I know people are like, what? You've never seen Die Hard? Right. I'm going to watch it and decide if it's a Christmas movie with a fresh set of eyes having never seen it. I understand it. it. That's so good. I'm going to let it take a, a slot on my list because I have a feeling I'm going to like it. And I'm probably going to call it a Christmas movie okay. because I'm watching it at Christmas. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. The last one. Hmm. A good Christmas movie. Drawing a blank. How about National Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation? Yeah. That is definitely... Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I was struggling. I'm I was here like, to help. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, mine, I would definitely go with Elf. I'd definitely go with National Lampoon's because there are so many funny things in that movie. Oh, it's so good. I love, and I mean love for all the right reasons, love um, Jingle All the Way. Mm. Uh, it's been on our show because it is a really dumb movie and horrible uh, because it's just trope and stupid and they don't even use the word Christmas for a good chunk of the movie. Is Jake Lloyd in it? Yeah, he's in it. He's the patron saint of child actors on our show. And it is a masterpiece of a movie. Um, I also really liked the Christmas Chronicles. It's good. And then for my fourth, for my for my fifth slot, I'm gonna go with uh, every Hallmark movie. Mm. Every one of them, Can't. because they're all the same. Can't do it. So here, here, here we go. Hell, he moved back to town. It's his hometown, and <laughs> he's running the local. He's running the local grocery store. Oh, look, his old high school girlfriend's here, but she's married. But her jerk husband, he. Actually, just died in a plane crash. But now, will they fall back in love? That's the question. And will she help him run the store after old man old man McGillicuddy uh, had an accident back in the produce section? What are we going to do? And then he buys her some new shoes. They're magic. She clicks them together. And then they're all transported to okay. Santa Land. Wait. Sorry. And great, then Mario Lopez good. is there for some reason. It's good. And, yeah. Yeah. They just change eras. It's like, is it the 1800s? Or is Gosh. it the early the 40s? Or that's what I, when I see these Hallmark movies, it's they either bad. like, you know, old, old town uh, pioneer or like the 1940s. Uh, yeah. So bad. Yuck. Uh, are you ready for fun <gasps> is the question. No, I hate fun. Oh. Who doesn't? Why? why are you ready for fun? pain? <laughs> Bring the pain. All right. So here it is. 30 second synopsis. Jake Wilburn. Ernest Saves Christmas, directed by John Cherry III, sponsored by Monsanto. Here we go. I'm joking about the Monsanto part. That was a joke. Jake, are you ready? I'm ready. Go. Santa has to transfer his powers because they're running out, so he comes to the big city to find a guy named Joe who has a kid's show that he wants to transfer his powers to, but he runs into a lot of problems along the way, and he runs into Ernest, who helps him to find his sack, get his reindeer, reunite him with his elves, uh, get his sleigh, and put all of it together to see if Joe will agree to become the new Santa Claus. Air breaks. Good job. Perfect score. Jake, I'm here to tell you. Come on in here, Santa. Since you got 30 seconds in office right, Congratulations, you're the new Santa Claus. Thank you. I've, uh, you know, actually been looking for a new career path recently. Well, you're going to have a path uh, now. This is not what I expected when I looking on Indeed. I didn't see this one, but I, I accept. Monster, Monster.com <laughs> did not have this one listed. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Ernest Saves Christmas. Tell us a little bit about this movie opening up a little bit, Jake. Just start us out. <clears throat> well, you know, the actually the opening credits has a bunch of like... Uh, 
Norman Rockwell looking Santa Claus Coke ads. Yes. And like some caroling. Yes. The opening is not funny. It's just, it is like a very Christmassy holiday opening. And then you see Ernest the taxi driver. And he he like picks up this guy and is like, you know, he's like, oh, come on, buddy. Can't you get to the airport? You know, I got to hurry. Yeah. And so Ernest is doing a kind of a crazy taxi for the yes. Dreamcast, you know, yes. thing going on. Yes, Dreamcast, <laughs> crazy taxi. Yeah, and uh, runs the guy off the road, picks him up. I, I thought that scene is funny, too. The guy fell out. Yes. Of the taxi, and <laughs> I did he die? No, he didn't die, but he's like, he goes into this like comatose, like, he's like shock. Yeah, I thought it was rigor mortis setting, right? Because right? Ernest then like throws him back into the taxi, yeah, uh, goes out, it, it, his luggage spills out all over the thing, and he ends up putting the guy in like the luggage, yep. roller, deposits him. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, okay. good luck on your good luck, buddy. Yep, and I don't think he gets his fare. Well, no, he doesn't get his cash. I mean, yes, and he wouldn't steal. So his next, his next, uh, his next passenger, because mm-hmm. he has to out. get out of there. He has to get out there quickly. Them. But luckily, the guy that's standing there, right there on the curb, is the Santa Claus. Yes, but Ernest doesn't know that yet. No, but he's come to Orlando. Yep, and you see Santa Claus get off the plane, and he's talking to some guy about Christmas, and he's clearly mm-hmm. right off the bat, he's not ashamed of the fact that he's Santa. Like he's not trying to hide it. He's not. He's like. Yeah, I'm Santa, and this other businessman doesn't. It's not registering. Right. You know, in the conversation they're having, he's not registering. Yeah. What they, he's like, oh yeah, you're in the toy business. Oh okay, you do yeah. a lot of traveling. Oh okay, you know. I'm from up north. Yeah, right. From up north. And he, that guy, wishes for snow, snow. on Christmas, but they're in Orlando. Yeah. And he's there on business. Mm-hmm. This guy is, mm-hmm. and that comes in uh, later. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes in later. But he um, drops off uh, Santa at. Uh, this new guy, uh, Joe. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Joe Carruthers is his name. But he picks up. Hold on. He picks up a tree. Oh, I'm sorry. On yes. the road. No, because this has one of my favorite little moments where <laughs> say, he, he Santa asks for like a pair of sunglasses or whatever. He can't find the sunglasses, and he's like, "Oh, I got some." And he gives him a pair of like plastic 3D. 3D yeah. Right. <laughs> then he throws the tree through the window, and he picks it up. And oh my gosh. I, I think that's a funny moment where he's sitting in the back of the. Taxi, and he's having to hold with, this tree. And he's holding this tree, and he's got the 3D glasses all sideways. Yes, and I don't know. Like and he breaks the glass out of the back of right. the taxi. Um, he um, takes Santa to Joe Carruthers, mm-hmm. uh, who Joe Carruthers uh, was the host of a a long a long time host of a children's show, mm-hmm. um, kind of a Captain Kangaroo type scenario. But now Joe works at like a children's uh, museum. Museum. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of washed up a little uh, bit. He's a little, yeah, well, he's just trying to find work. He's an honest man. Uh, trying to find work. Uh, but he still wants to be around kids. So he goes to the museum and, of course, walks up to Joe and says, Hi, Joe, I'm Santa. Uh, I'm here uh, to tell you that you're the, you know, I want to talk. Actually, he says, I want to talk to you. Yeah. But Joe has an agent mm-hmm. who's a smarmy kind of uh, seedy character. <clears throat> His on his license plate it says big deals. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he, hey, what's up with the? Uh, he's got like a cross eye. Like he does a, have a little bit of a. Man, a that drives eye. me nuts. He does have a little thing. bit of an eye thing. Yeah, he's got an eye thing going on. But it's yeah, sad. He, that, I don't not like it. Which I guess that's the point. That's he's the kind point. Of a villain. He's a yeah, this slimy guy. Um, they also when do they pick up Harmony Star, the child actor for this show? Um, she is fleeing a restaurant after not paying. So that she gets in the car with Santa the and Ernest yeah, she gets before the they get to Joe. Uh, yes, yes. And I thought this was an early '90s movie, 
but I should have known it was late '80s by what she's wearing in this film and how she acts. She's like a yes. uh, almost Punky Brewster, punk, punk Punky Brewster. Yes, almost. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jim, maybe Jim, Punky Brewster mm. com- combination. Um, so they um, pick her up. She goes also to this. Uh, he, Santa talks to Joe. The agent Marty Brock steps in, however, uh, and then Santa realizes the taxi has taken off uh, that Ernest is driving, and Harmony Star is also in there, and his Santa sack. Yep, his magic sack. His magic bag of toys uh, is gone. Yep. So then he uh, is worried. Well, right? and everybody there thinks that he is a just a, a, a confused old man. He's fifty. Uh, he's one hundred and fifty-one years old in this movie. But they don't. Th- they don't know that. They don't. Uh, Marty tells Joe to hurry along because uh, Santa is telling Joe, "Look, I need to talk to you. I'm I'm Santa Claus, and I need to really talk to you." Marty doesn't want uh, Joe to be bothered by this, so he hurries. Uh, he hurries. Uh, uh, Marty hurries Joe away. And then says, I'm going to help you, Santa. But he calls the police. Mm-hmm. This is a real problem. Santa in jail. <clears throat> How are we going to... Someone's got to save Christmas. Yeah, and... Uh, Who's here to save Christmas? It's going to be Ernest. Spoiler. Thank God. Well, but before we get to that, we've got uh, we've got uh, a long-standing uh, thing where they... Uh, Ernest... Ernest goes away. Where does Ernest go to? He goes to Vern's house mm-hmm. with this Santa sack and Harmony Star. Mm-hmm. He knocks on Vern's door, and then we go into, like we said, this is first-person reality TV in your face. You're right there with us. You are Vern in these moments. This is next-level stuff. Right. For 1988. Oh, is, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he is, hey, Vern, hey, well, thanks for coming in. Door shuts right in his face. Oh yeah, well, Vern, you know he's he's always playing tricks like this. <laughs> he he just walks in the door. Hey, Vern, what's going on? We're here. We're good. He ends up tearing Vern's house yeah, apart, knocking stuff off the walls. Yeah, he tries to put the tree up, and the tree falls, and he and he drops the punch bowl. He rips. He can't get it. He's trying to unplug something to plug the tree in, and he like rips the socket all the way through the wall and it just like oh yeah he totally trashes Vern's house. But the dial, I can't even begin to start. The dialogue, which is not really a dialogue, it's just Ernest talking, but this is by far my favorite part of the movie, and just listening to Ernest talk as he's tearing up Vern's house is hilarious. He, like, literally rips wires out of the walls. Why, Vern, why? Or why, Ernest, why? Uh, We then, Santa's in jail. Um, Santa can't really explain who he is. He knows everyone's name, like every Santa situation. The inmates believe him. Well, they have to. They're inmates. They're, they're, they want hope. They want some hope. Okay. Yeah. Santa's bringing them hope. They start caroling. He teaches them how to carol while he's they didn't there. know how to carol, and he is he is re- rehabilitating all these people yep. immediately. Right. Uh, Santa's love is is winning. Love wins. Um, Ernest um, tries to get Santa out of jail. He poses as an employee of the governor, and Harmony is allegedly the governor's niece. Uh, Santa gets out of jail. Um, that would totally work in real life. Yeah, well, they're able to get him from jail because they're saying he's going to an insa- in a, a mental institution. Right. Uh, and then Santa um, says, look, look, here's the deal. 
I have got to. I've got to get Joe. I've, I have went through hundreds of people and narrowed it down. And Joe is the one for the job. He has all the traits. He has all the traits for this job of being Santa forever. Well, until he finds the next Santa in another hundred years uh, in the future. When we'll have the we'll finally have the sequel to this movie. Uh, and what we'll do is we've got to get him on there because I'm losing my power. I'm forgetting things. It's like a Green Lantern. He Santa is basically a Green Lantern. When one Green Lantern passes on the ring to the next Green Lantern, he is. He is he is basically but, a Green but Lantern. But this Santa has waited until the very last minute because he says if if Joe doesn't receive the power of Santa <laughs> by like 7 p.m. that night, the, then Christmas and Santa is gone forever. So in my, I bet the elves were like, okay, we're ready to be rid of this guy. Yeah, if you wait, Santa. if you wait until the day of your power being gone after a hundred years of knowing, yeah, that's kind of selfish. Happen, a little bit. This you is know, selfish and he's, and he's like, yeah, I probably should have done this before. Yeah, you think? Yeah, way to go, buddy. Maybe to wait the day. It's Christmas Eve. And how is he able to <laughs> negotiate it down to the minute? Right. Yeah, it's like, like it has to be by 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve, 1988, or Christmas is over. And by the way, I bought my plane ticket for Christmas Eve, 1988. Someone help me save Christmas because I have really screwed this up. So Santa, okay, so Joe now, his his manager, Marty Brock, uh, big deals. Marty, big deals, Brock, Brock. um, has... Convinced uh, that Joe needs to be in this Christmas horror movie called Santa's Sleigh. And Santa's Sleigh is, as described by the director of this movie, actually, John Cherry also directed Santa's Sleigh oh, yeah? in this movie. Uh, oh, is he, that him? Is that no, him? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I hope. The guy that Santa punches? Oh, segue. Um, so they, um, he describes this, listen, Santa, there's going to be, or listen, this kid's, uh, are going to be terrorized all through Christmas break by this monster, which looks a lot like the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But I, um, and so they, so they're on the set, and um, Santa gets on the set because Ernest poses himself as a snake uh, handler, professional snake handler. Yeah, snake del- deliverer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for big movie sets, and he goes into character as Ernest always does. And uh, he has these snakes, and he, that allows him to get on the set so Santa can talk to Joe. But once again, Joe is hedged, or Santa is hedged by Marty. Marty Brock, Marty Big Deals Brock, and he is like, "I gotta talk to, I gotta talk to Joe before it's time to get out of here." Um, what happens after that? Snake handler, Christmas. Sl- oh, here's what happens: Santa is standing there whenever uh, Joe delivers the line. Get out of here! Uh, the monster breaks in. The kids scream. They run away. Joe is their dad or something uh, in this movie. Got a gun. And has to go, Get out of here, you son of a... And he, he stops short, folks, because it's Santa. He, he, he is a, a wholesome person. Joe Carruthers is a wholesome he person. can't say it. He's been teaching please and thank you his yes. whole life. And he can't he say can't it. He can't say it. Can't do it. And so this makes Marty very upset. This makes the director very upset. It also makes Santa very upset. Because you're going to have this monster terrorize children on Christmas? Ah! And then Santa punches the director in the eye. Which is not very Santa-like. No, it's not. But, I mean, he's just defending Christmas. It's true. 
Um, so at, this is the point of the movie where everyone kind of ends up going in their separate ways. Harmony Star steals Santa's bag. Mm-hmm. Um, Ernest is throw, it, Ernest is with Santa. Ernest has to go to the Ernest. Ernest is told by Santa, "Go get my reindeer and my sleigh from the airport." From the airport, who his two guys. Those two guys are in other Ernest movies, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of which, the bigger guy with the black hair, is was on Hee Haw. When, mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, I would see that guy. I'm like, that guy is funny. As right? a kid, I always liked the this because the, they cut they cut back to the reindeer at the airport. Several it's the times, it's like, like the B the, story. Yeah, so they they come around and the the reindeer sticking to the roof and flying up, and they're like, hold for helper elms. And we're gonna talk about helper elms typo when we come back. See ya. Welcome back to the Horror Movie Podcast, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. We're talking talking about Ernest Saves Christmas uh, with none other than Jake Wilburn. Jake, welcome back. Hello. Uh, hello. I'll thank you very much. Um, so, uh, we left off with Ernest being sent to the airport by Santa to get his reindeer and his sleigh. But they have been, the airport people have, the, the, the person that's supposed to sign off on this is a, what is it? Helper Elms. Helper Elms. But the Elm is apparently misplaced with a V. And they argue about that. In right? this point in the movie, then the elves begin to show up incognito. Mm-hmm. They show up in the airport. Well, the, And the problem is this is rush hour traffic. And that's why Ern, Ern, when Santa says, hey, I need to go get in. Ernest is like, in rush hour traffic. In rush hour traffic, right. Santa. Yeah. So he has to enlist the help of the elms, the elves, oh my. to go get the reindeer from the airport. So they all get together. Ernest finds out he has to. It's getting to be nighttime. It's close to nighttime, right? And we only have till 7 p.m. The timing of this is bad because now... Harmony Star, the girl, has stolen uh, Santa's bag uh, with all the toys in it. Santa tries to go talk to Joe Carruthers again one last time before Joe takes this job uh, in this horror movie, this holiday horror movie, what will ruin, apparently, his Santa reputation forever. And then Santa, he's 151 years old, and this is the last moment for him to give up the gift of Santa. Yep. It's, uh, It's all coming down to the wire. Ernest is stuck in traffic. Harmony has a has a train ticket out of town. She's of getting ready to take the bag. Uh, she hears a kid chastising his sister about believing in Santa. And she's like, hey, don't you tell her. He is real. I even have a sack right here. Well, why do you have Santa's sack? Huh. Huh. And now the moral crisis. Because <gasps> I'm a thief. Yep. So will she go back? That's the question. Mm-hmm. So So she does decide to go back. She meets up with Santa, or no, meets up with Ernest because Ernest has to have the sack to or get. Do, to, or do they? I think they all converge. They all converge the at the same time. So outside of the children's museum. So Harmony Star meets up outside the children's museum with Santa. Ernest, meanwhile, hitched up the uh, sleigh with the reindeer and the two elves at uh, the airport. They're going to ride the sleigh back to the children's museum. They are on the runway. From from uh, the ground control people go. We have a. We have a uh, illegal uh, takeoff on Which, runway five. Yeah, I guess in 1988 they didn't have radars because they would use binoculars. Mm-mm. They're like using binoculars. Like, uh, you don't have any. Like, I know it's the 80s, <laughs> but don't you have some equipment to like see that kind of stuff? Not enough technology on a five million or six million dollar budget. I so uh, he has to say the reindeer's names on what is it? You know the reindeer's names? 
Oh man, uh, let's see. You have Dasher, and Dancer, Dancer and Prancer, and Vixen, Comet, and Cupid, and Donner, and uh, uh, Munson, Blitzen, Blitzen, and they take off. And it, maybe the funnest part of the movie, especially when I was little. Oh yeah. And this sleigh takes off, and they literally at one point are just up straight up, and then they're full speed forward. They go around the Earth several times, <laughs> yes. literally outside of the atmosphere around the Earth, <laughs> and then he comes crashing down straight down to the ground, yes. and he almost, and he gets it stopped, and he goes, "Air Right. The best part of the movie. Uh, the sleigh part is pretty fun. And he's like, and they're up in space. And he's like, nobody moves. Nobody moves. Nobody dies. Nobody dies. And then, of course, an elf. Achoo! Ah! <laughs> and that's when they air break it up. So they make it back to Santa. Joe believes, finally. And he has become Santa. And all the miracles of Christmas have happened. He wishes upon uh, himself. What? That, and they have uh, snow mm-hmm. in Orlando that helped to bring that helped to bring Ernest back. Why was that? The snow? Yeah. No, because he goes. Uh, he's like, oh, so I guess I'm Santa now. Do I have like powers or something? And he's like, well, there was this one fellow at the airport who asked for snow, and so he's like, well, for my first trick, I'm going to control the weather, which is amazing. <laughs> so that's what he does. So um, then they they just take off and. They go deliver toys. Santa hangs out with his new um, girlfriend, girlfriend lady uh, that was a worker person, uh, Mary Morrissey. Yep. Uh, well, Ernest and uh, Harmony go with Santa yes, to deliver yep. presents this year. And then, um, you know, Santa's original name was Seth Applegate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. What What are your thoughts on this movie, Jake? <clears throat> uh, just some overall general thoughts. Yeah. So, as an adult, there are parts that uh, I thought were funny that went over my head as a kid. There are parts that are stupid to me now that I watch this movie and I, I don't enjoy elements of it as much because, you know, I'm not eight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it, it does lose its magic kind of every year. My, my daughter, she's six. She's old enough to watch it now. And so she... What did she think? Uh, she liked it. Not as much as other Christmas movies. Did she lose interest? I, a little bit, yes. Because it, it does move a little slow at times. Also, I do think it is more of a boy movie. I, I, get I don't that. think it's it's not I get as that. much you know a girl movie. Even though there's a girl in it. No, there's a girl in it. I know. I still think it would. But, but I get that. Yeah. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Well, you have a boy, so yeah. 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 He uh, he shut off about halfway through. It was the story aspect of it was was too. Yes. I think a, a Golden Girls commercial. Well, and or that's my that a was, Golden Girls. Uh, that's uh, one episode. of my main gripes with this movie <clears> is I'm like, okay, it's too. It's too slow moving and plot driven for a ki- to be like truly a kids right. movie. And it's not it's too silly to be an adults movie. Absolutely. So it's this weird in between point where kids kind of turn off and adults I think turn off both. And that's what I think it kind of misses the mark in its in its tone. Mm-hmm. I don't really like uh, another big criticism I have of this movie is I didn't like the guy who played Santa. And, you know, when they call the cops because they think he's like a crazy old man, you know, or a confused old man, I get that. And that role he fits well. Right. But the, the picturing him as the, 
you know, the ho, 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 like true, you know, confident, like I'm the Santa Claus that I, he seems like this weak and timid. And like, I, I just, yeah. he, out of all the movies I've seen, he's probably one of my least favorite Santa's. actual Santas. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't like him at all. Yeah. So. You were talking about, uh, Santa Chronicles on mm-hmm. Netflix mm-hmm. and he was a, uh, amazingly Kurt Russell. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A very strong mm-hmm. Santa. Yeah. Santa you know, ha- superhero I, Santa. Santa has to be a more confident character. Yeah. And, you know, this guy's, he's not overweight either. I yeah. mean, this guy, he's a, he's just this skinny, I, I don't know. Just it's weird. I, I didn't like the, the character. Yeah. I didn't like the character. Uh, I didn't really like Joe Carruthers either. That, his, no. That yeah, right. That guy was like it weird, oddly cast. Yeah, and it wasn't really convincing. Like he, there's a part where he's in the children's museum. Yes. And he's like doing the puppets. And I was like, it was very, it was not convincing at all that oh, this, someone who worked with kids. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't think that that was really a good. So, so both of those guys who were two pretty key characters kind of weren't, were miscast and right. weren't good actors for right. their roles. Right. But um, in the movie though, where Ernest is the main character, but you had to have the other two people that are the main characters. Had to be better than they than they were in this thing. Yeah, all the earnest stuff is fine because I mean, at the, he's still he, earnest. Well, yeah, and that's the, the it's an earnest movie, but I don't think that the rest of the actors and the rest of the movie keeps the same or appropriate pace with earnest. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. Yeah, total sense. Harmony Star was okay. The girl, yeah, she was all right. Gaylord Sarton is uh, the guy that I was saying was on Hee Haw. He's in the storage part of the mm-hmm, airport. Mm-hmm. He's the guy with the, the eyes that went back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And his little uh, partner there was uh, Bill Bill Burge. He looks like a Bill. Bill Burge. And they're both hugely connected uh, with uh, hugely connected with Ernest. Interesting stories. Well, and like there's sticks throughout all like his costume. You know, he... In the, in this movie, he goes puts on the old lady costume where she's got the neck brace and yes. stuff. Like he does that one quite a bit, and he does all these little costume shticks, and then those guys. So there's some earnest, not tropes, but reoccurring earnest, He's earnest. yeah, things. He's earnest playing earnest. Okay, so we'll talk about this. Um, what are the goods and bads in this movie? Uh, well, the goods, earnest. I, I think he's he's funny, but some there's just some weird. St- stuff in here uh let, okay so hold on those are bad so the goods uh Ernest is good his dialogue is good there are some there are some funny snapshot moments in the movie like I mentioned where he's where Santa's got the 3D uh glasses on <laughs> you know yeah. uh the scene at Vern's house the scene where they're uh riding in the sleigh yes <clears throat> anytime Ernest has a costume on I think those scenes are are pretty good I like the uh, the jail scene where he's teaching them, you know, the the carols yeah. in the jail scene. Yeah. That's good. So there's some funny, I guess, setups yes. where you're like, okay, if you just take this five-minute clip, yes. this is good. Yeah. So now moving on to the bads, when you string it all together to make a movie, yes. eh, yeah, it's cohesive, yes. but it's just not a well-put-together film. Yes. Uh, I don't like the, the agent guy. I know he's supposed to be a villain, but he's just, I don't know. He's a tool. Like he's yeah. not, I don't dislike him because he's the villain in the film. I dislike him because as an actor, that guy wasn't very convincing. He's just, a, I just, I'm like, dude, yeah, I just don't, right. you know, and everyone's doing the, um, there are, there's all the movie producers that are around Joe and they're like, come on, Joe, 
Come on, Joe. Don't, very... don't worry about what's right. Just sign the paper. It's like, uh, you ever seen Toxic Avenger? No, or any of the trauma no. vision stuff? No. That 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 director, the guy that's making him sign like stuff. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Like a very over the top. Right. Like, yeah. Right. And so you've got the Joe Carruthers character who seems very like based in reality and is like, hey, I'm like I'm I'm not in the cartoon universe of Ernest. And then you have other people that are in the cartoon, you know. And so I'm like, what's what? Ha- yeah. What's what, where's the grounding at? Yes. Yeah, my yeah, my yeah. good. Uh, my main good was the sleigh ride. Um, when mm-hmm, Ernest goes around mm-hmm. the planet, when Ernest says air brakes in the way he does, total silence and air brakes. I will say things, and I will say that phrase under my breath sometimes, <laughs> just out about, I, I, for random reasons. That's really fun. Uh, uh, so, air brakes. Uh, so from this movie, something that has always stuck with me is uh, his version of uh, Oh Christmas Tree. And... We still sing that today. We'll be like, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, oh, oh Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Oh, and the whole... And the, oh, Christmas tree. Yeah, that's the whole... That is still yes. the way I sing it today. And yes. my daughter's like, Dad, that is not how it that is. song goes. I'm like, look, this is Ernest. see it? It's that Ernest. is how you sing this This is the Ernest version. Right. Uh, I did not like... You're right. I did not like Santa. And I did not like the new Santa. I, I They're both... They're both not good. Mm-hmm. Not appropriate at all for this movie. It's really weird. Yeah, some, so a little bit of recasting, a little bit of just kind of t- of speeding up the plot a little bit. Uh, it was too, too adult. At times. Too adult at times. Too slow. Mm. So, uh, so riddle me this one. Who, uh, where would you rate this at? One horrible to five horribles. Is it horrible? No. It's, you don't think it's, it's horrible? Not, no. It's really not. It's... Uh, <clears throat> One, one being the least. Oh, one is a, a bad movie. A one. This for me is about a two. Think uh, so? There are some things. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some things in this that I'm just like could have been fixed. Yeah. Um. It's but it's an earnest movie, and I take that into consideration too. Like, I'm not saying it's a five or a three. It's an a light two because it is pretty bad to, for me. Well, and it's probably the best earnest movie, which is saying a lot, right? Uh, Ernest goes to camp. Actually did better. Well, uh, this one actually did more money. Uh, Ernest Goes to Camp had a lower budget and succeeded as well. Mm. This one made more money than that one. But people were like, oh, Ernest. Yeah, well, he'll make another movie. You know, like, based on Ernest Goes to Camp. Right. So, anyway, but it's really lame. Like, it's pretty stupid and lame. Anyway, very good. Do you think that um, there could ever be another Ernest-esque like I know, obviously nobody can be Jim Varney. Yeah. But do you think that there could ever be another series that is like similar to this, or, or somebody like goes, okay, let's try to get as close as possible without just ripping off. Yeah. Jim Varney. I, I think something will happen. You think I, so? I think there will be something come along. An earnest revival. Maybe not an earnest revival, but it'd be something very similar. Or do you think Jim Varney was just too much it? Like it just revolved too much around him to ever be repeated? Jim Varney's background, though, like you said, was car dealership. Then he did like this cameo made up the Ernest character Mm -hmm. for the car car sales thing. And it's one of those where I, I don't know. I don't really know where you would go. You wouldn't say this is Ernest, new Ernest, Ernest, son of Ernest. Could, I mean, <laughs> you could. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be bad. You think so? But I, I think so. I don't know. 
Maybe kids like it. Because maybe, maybe we need to do it. Here's the thing. Maybe we're talking about this on the show. Maybe that's our job is to bring back Ernest. Let's do paper rock scissors. Who? Which one of this us? This is the moment Ernest, that changed our son lives. of Ernest. <laughs> I'm son of Ernest now. Oh, because this dad, why would you have to leave me, could, dad? Oh. You, you could modernize the shticks that they have, like you know the whole like you got the two guys off here to the side in a subplot. You know you've got the costumed stuff going on. You've could. got the slapstick, more slapstick stuff. The Vern thing, Vern. like all of that stuff is totally reusable. None of n- none of that in itself has to be Jim Varney, and as long as you made it just a little bit different enough. That it, I think you could you could do it. Let me say this though, he passed away from throat cancer. Mm-hmm. Would anyone dare? I, I'm saying this. I know it's Ernest, so it's not that precious of a character. Right, right. But I'm saying the memory of Jim Barney. Mm-hmm. Jim Jim Barney's pretty beloved. Sure. Like people think a lot of Jim Barney. Right. Would anyone be so audacious, audacious, audacious uh, to take that on? For money, yes. Well, for money, yes, of course. Yeah, I don't think there's a question. I, I definitely... Always for money. Yeah. Well, very good. Jim yeah. Barney. R.I.P., Jim. We love you. Yeah, I think you're 2000. I, think I have to died. look back at it. Um, but he definitely uh, made a mark. He was in Toy Story. Uh, he was in a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, oh. Jim, though, man. Was he, in, was he in a lot of... February 10th, 2000. Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was 2000. He Was he in... A lot of other non-earnest related. Oh yeah, stuff? he 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 had a career. I mean, he started out in commercials, um, in and around Dallas, in and around Kentucky. Yeah, which he did a lot. I mean, throughout his whole from career, Kentucky. Remember, he was he Jeb Clampett on the Beverly Hillbillies movie. Oh, was he? Yes, I didn't realize that. So so he has a he had a wide uh, a, a pretty wide cinema life. Uh, Started out in '82, did then started his earnest stuff in '83, and then it just morphed from there all the way through. Um, Beverly Hillbillies was big for him. Then he did Toy Story, uh, and then really from there he just did a, a bevy. But oh, by the way, he he has been on this show before uh, when we did Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Was he in that movie? He was in that movie. He was the bad. He was the main bad guy, Lothar Zog. Of course, pretty bad. Anyway, and he was in Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Hmm. Uh, which is a, is that a Disney movie? Well, he's but he's been. Yep, that is. But it's, that is, it's, it's all mostly kid stuff. He never had a serious. Mostly role. kid stuff. Uh, before we run out of time here, what uh, what's something you've been into lately? Can mm. you think of anything? Well, I mean, you mentioned the podcast thing earlier. Yes. Uh, still, like, really been into that. Yeah. I am thinking about writing a book next year. What's it, what? What will this book be about? <clears throat> um. Well, I don't want to give too much away. What, especially what, what genre will it be in? Uh, self help. Self help. Okay. Yeah. So a nonfiction book. Non, definitely nonfiction. I don't read a lot of fiction. Okay. I, one of the reasons why I enjoy doing the horrible movie podcast. Yeah. Is because when I reading fiction or watching movies of make believe, you know, I just I I'm too I guess grounded in reality, so it's real. It's hard for me to sit there and suspend belief. I understand. Right. That. Like Star Wars. For some reason on that one, I can just dive headfirst into the lore, expanded right. universe, no problem. Yeah. But I don't watch a lot of movies because my brain is just so hard on the material. I got you. Uh, and so when I read, it's mostly nonfiction. When I watch, it's mostly documentaries. Uh, and so that when I do watch fiction, that's why I love this podcast. Yeah. Because it's like we can I talk just, about- I'm so critical of it in my mind yeah. that I'm like – 
so many movies to me are horrible that other people are like, have you seen the thing? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. I did. I don't really want to. Yeah, exactly. You want me to ruin it for you? Because I will. And not not in the spoiler way. And they're like, let me point out to you why it was bad. Right. (laughs) Even though you love the characters, I'm sorry it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just feel like... um, I feel like that'd be fun for you to write a book. Yeah, uh, writing the book doesn't sound fun, but writing a book sounds yeah. fun. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, makes, it makes sense. <laughs> like, hey, look, my book is finished. I'm a, you know, I've done it. But right. the actual grinding of tapping the keyboard is a little uh, right. more intimidating. Well, anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, no. I that, that's uh, I've been I've been busy with podcasting and and doing my book outline, and that's mm-hmm. and that and spending time with my family's. Walking my dog. Do you like Christmas time? Oh, I love Christmas. We had our Christmas decorations up before Halloween, bro. Before Halloween. We were we were ready to go. We've already been uh, here where we live in mm-hmm. southwest Missouri. Uh, Silver Dollar City theme park is, is Christmased out, and we've already, you know, done that and watched the Christmas parade. And we were ready for Christmas, bef- like, way before Halloween. And we, we really wanted to make it last. My daughter's six. So, I mean, this is like the most, this is the magical time, you know. I, um, do you, what's, so you, when did you put your, uh, when did you put your, uh, decorations up? Mm, Um, I think it was like late October. So, okay, so I had a discussion with this. Maybe, maybe, my my wife will probably hear this and be like, no, it was this day. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. When it uh, is, uh, you're big into Christmas. Yeah. So there's not really a too early then for you to put up Christmas decorations. We, my daughter, ever since she was little, has always loved Christmas, and she will start busting out Christmas carols in July. I love it. She doesn't care. And so, no, I, I don't. People are like, oh, no, Christmas music before Thanksgiving and all that. I'm like, I'm down. I'm down for Christmas all year long. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's cool. Cool. We were having this discussion uh, earlier today with somebody about, uh, when it's too early, if there is no, when your estimation, there is no too early. We always go after Thanksgiving. I'm not critical of anyone. You can put them up, guys. You can leave them up all year. I don't care. Sure, you do do whatever you want. But it's interesting. Some people are like, oh, you know, the week before Christmas. Then I'm like, so you're putting them up, and then you're gonna turn around and just take them back down? Yeah, just to take them down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Uh, are you a regular lights person? You have to have the uh, we we just went with the projectors. Well, and here's the easy thing. Uh, one of the reasons why we, it wasn't a big deal for us to decorate early is because we don't do a ton of decorating. Gotcha. I don't have any exterior lights on my house. You know, simple tree, yeah. simple decorations. So, I mean, we can get it done in a couple hours one evening, okay. easy. Yeah. And then it gets all gets put away Quickly. in the same amount of time. Yeah. A couple boxes in the attic, and and we're good. Yeah. But we will go out and see. You know, we'll go. Drive around and see the lights. I love doing that, man. Uh, you know, awesome. Bass Pro is always like super yes. decorated, and yeah. we listen to the Christmas music on the radio. So mm-hmm. we're we're in the vibe, but we also don't do a whole lot of like I'm not doing the Clark Griswold <sighs> stapling know. things to the house. Right? Yeah, that's, I'm not doing that. Brutal. Right. Well, sir, um, if I'll see you before then, but Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, um, and everyone else that's listening. Uh, this is our fun month of Christmas fun, uh, and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. An exciting time to uh, be able to come and talk about a horrible movie. But even though Ernest Saves Christmas had some bright spots, um, and Ernest did, in fact, help save Christmas. He did. 
Did he Christmas. save Christmas? It cert- Santa certainly didn't wait until the last he minute was, to transfer he his powers. Almost ruined, he almost ruined Christmas. Santa almost forever. ruined Christmas. Forever. All right. Well, Jake, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. And uh, folks, just know you can catch us on Facebook, uh, just the Horror Movie Podcast. Like us on there. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, at One Horrible Movie is our Twitter account, thehorrormoviepodcast.com, uh, studiodna.media. You can listen to us or anyone else on the Studio DNA Network. Uh, and again, if you want to be a patron to the show, uh, just go to uh, patreon.com uh, slash studio DNA to find out more. And uh, yeah, excellent work, everybody. Yep. Give yourselves a hand. Thanks for having me on, Jack. We'll see you. And Phil, we'll see you soon. This is a Phyllis episode. Uh, but man, uh, that's a rare, a rarity. Great not episode. Not to have Phil on, but, but a great the episode. The vibe in the room just is not the same. Well, we had fun, though. But man, Thanks I, to I John did. Cherry's movie extravaganza. <laughs> you want earnest movies? John Cherry's got them. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorribmoviepodcast.com.